0: You don't need a study to tell you that aging and fatigue go hand in hand. Nevertheless, my friends at Nutritional Therapeutics, makers of NT Factor, point to 16 studies, all peer-reviewed and published in medical journals, showing that NT Factor can reduce fatigue, while at the same time, age-related changes in the cells are reversed. For 30 years, the makers of N.T. Factor have worked to improve our health spans by focusing on the mitochondria, the energy powerhouses of our cells. Their science shows that N.T. Factor, which I don't go a day without and recommend to my patients, improves our energy and prevents the deterioration that accompanies aging. They promise us that our day-to-day lives will be improved and they keep proving it in studies that include placebo-controlled trials, both in academic institutions and in medical practices like mine. You can find N.T. Factor at your favorite health food store or online retailer, or to order direct, go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Don't let tiredness and fatigue rob your senior years. Invest regularly in the anti-aging benefit of N.T. Factor at ntfactor.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's a continuation of our conversation with Sandra Lee. She's CEO of NJ Labs. Uh, NG La- NJ Labs is a nationally recognized uh, provider and advocate for quality in chemistry and microbiology testing for the pharmaceutical industry, the cosmetic industry, dairy and food industries, but also uh, they have quite a footprint. In the nutraceutical and supplement industry, because yes, supplement quality is a concern. And I wanted to afford our intelligent medicine listeners uh, a peek behind the curtain because uh, what you see is the product, the label, uh, you don't see what goes behind it. And there are lots of people, politicians, regulators who are saying, well, that's a. It's a wild west out there. You don't know what you're getting. The supplement industry is unregulated. We need more stringent regulations. But, indeed, uh, there's a lot that goes into quality control. And most reputable supplement companies are engaging in extensive testing and uh, evaluation of potency and quality. So, uh, Sandra, we we haven't yet talked about uh, CBD. You know, lots and lots of products out there. Uh, it's uh, relatively new. It's hard for the consumer to know whether they're getting the good stuff. So Ooh. give us some insights <laughs> on, to, you know, what, what are you looking for, you know, when you evalu- evaluate hemp-derived products? So,
1: interestingly enough, about six years ago, I had kind of had a little bit of foresight that I wanted to really work with the cannabis products. Um, So we actually worked with the DEA and the FDA to submit methods and how things should be tested, especially the cannabis plants and the heavy metals and micro. Um, At that time, I didn't really know how big it was going to become. I didn't know that the farm bill was going to go into effect. And when it did, there was like mass confusion. So definitely, for sure, it is like the wild, wild West. there's no standardization every state is doing things differently california by far being the one most advanced in testing for marijuana um and hemp but i'm realizing more and more that people are interested in this not just because they want to take the product because it's cool but they're trying to um help themselves to have, you know, better sleep mm-hmm. or they have anxiety or they're like dealing with chronic pain and they don't want to take drugs. So a lot of people come up and ask me and they're like, Hey, what brand is good? What should I take? Super how right. much milligrams? Because, and I walked into a store, I walked into a vitamin shop once and I, I was overwhelmed yeah. as a scientist. I'm like, I can't even imagine somebody who's never seen this, what they're thinking and how to select the materials, um to purchase. So what I did was even going into a store, I was like, I don't even know what to buy in order to test it, to see what's on the market, right? So we did a little bit of market research. I pulled probably about 20 different types of products, anywhere from salts to tinctures to capsules um, and some edibles, I think, and plant products to see what was actually being sold, what's actually out there on the market and some products were on point, and some products were like, wow, that's a lot less. And then we took a closer look at the label. Uh, For example, if the label says it's 500 milligrams or 1,000 milligrams, that doesn't necessarily mean that the concentration you're consuming per dose. That just Mm -hmm. means total in the entire bottle. That's the weight of the capsule,
0: and it doesn't necessarily mean the active ingredients. Right. Mm -hmm.
1: Exactly. So there's a lot of misleading information, I think, from labeling to what the product can do. So when people say, hey, um, I took this and it does not work. Well, you're a doctor, you know that everyone's body reacts to drugs differently, substances differently. So some product may work for one person and may not work for another person. I accept that. Um, I'm not gonna push that, hey, this is gonna, this worked great for me, it's gonna work great for you. That's not the case. But what we did when we dug deep into the testing was the inconsistencies of testing were due to um, the methods not being rugged or robust. And that means having um, different parameters in the method modified in such a way that no matter who does it, where they do it, and if they have a similar setup, it should be consistent from month one or time zero to six months later. Um, And we spent multiple years trying to figure out how to do this in such a way that if the FDA stepped in today, would they approve? Mm-hmm. And because we had this unique background of having both the pharma and the nutraceutical in one environment and one building that we had all this information and we just kind of modified what we already knew and applied it. Um, so when we applied it, we're finding out there's, there's issues with heavy metal testing. So when you have one single point testing, mm-hmm. one stair point, right? You bought a tincture oil and you want to know if there's any mercury in it or lead for example, lead. Mm-hmm. Um, we test it once and hey, it passes. It's great. But what we found out during development and validation of the method was that something, the metals were being masked by other components. Mm. And so we weren't getting a true reading of mm. how much lead is actually in the product. Wow. Because that's really, that's mind, really cannabis, dodgy. Yeah. Wow. It, it is. And without validation, because again, validations cost a lot of money and these hemp, plants and marijuana
0: plants they extract heavy metals from the yes, soil yes naturally yeah so so, 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 so to hold on it's just, just right there because uh, some products have been criticized because of the presence of lead or arsenic in particular mm-hmm. in those plants mm-hmm. so, suggesting that somehow in the manufacturing process that they introduce these mm-hmm. things but actually some plants are very good at extracting these heavy metals from the soil and then you've got Situations like in California, they have this thing called Prop 65, which you're probably familiar with, you yeah. dealt with it, where the standards are even more stringent than the federal standards, the uh, FDA standards, uh, yeah. for purity and freedom from adulterants and heavy metals, where, you know, some legitimate products, okay, maybe they got a trace, but that, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad, right?
1: Correct. Um, Prop 65 is out there. Um, I am familiar with it, but sometimes I don't think it's realistic at times. Because when you eat an apple or you eat a fruit from the ground, like it could have that too. So Mm -hmm. foods are tested at a a less stringent method than the next category of supplements than the pharmaceutical. I have experienced where even for heavy metals, there's different types of ways of doing it. For example, there's a really... Basic wet chemistry where you don't use any instruments, but the sensitivity of that method is very, very, very high, right? So, um, most things will pass if you use that method, and a lot of that is applied to the food. Um, For the next type of instrumentation, it's a little more sensitive. It's, It's not using just chemicals, you're using actual software and instrumentation, so the sensitivity is a little bit better. But then there's even more sensitive equipment on top of that, so depending on what Instrumentation you're using, in California's Prop sixty five requires you to use ultra ultra sensitive um, mass spec instruments to test for mm-hmm. lead.
0: Yeah, it's like a, it atomic could, uh, spectroscopy. You know, it's like very very minute amounts right. can show up.
1: So, so there's wet chemistry. There's atomic flame AA, and then there's ICP OES, and then there's ICP MS, and then there's ICP MSMS. Hmm.
0: That's a lot of so ICP
1: MSMS. <laughs> Yeah, I got confused at the beginning. That is the the highest number of letters there are. Um, that acronym is the most sensitive. That goes down to parts per trillion, which is what California wow. requires you to wow. use to test for Prop 65. So you can detect things at such low levels, and it could fail using that instrument, but it will pass for every other instrument that you use underneath it. So... Again, there's different types of methods, but there's also different types of sensitive instrumentation that you can use. We call it instruments. People use it, say, machines or equipment. I think they're too expensive to be called machines sometimes, and we call them instruments, and they're kind of like our babies. We maintain them like newborn babies. Well, you have to keep tuning Um, them up
0: because they don't just sit there. They mm -hmm. have to be recalibrated, recalibrated continuously, you know, and, and checked. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I forgot what (laughs) we're actually talking about initially, but definitely um, heavy metals is very important. And a lot of companies don't realize that if you don't validate that method to be specific to your product, you can have false passing and and failing results. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, so we were talking about uh, hemp-derived products and and, uh, cannabinoids.
1: Yeah, oh, yes. So in terms of different, what we did was, um, we took California's regulations because I felt like they've been in the industry, they've been in this field for the longest, even if mar- people have been smoking marijuana for generations and hemp has been around for generations. Um, in terms of the specific industry, I feel that California has been pretty stable in what they expect, um, laboratories and manufacturers and distributors to test for. So we kind of followed their guidelines and what we did was we tweaked it in such a way, like, for example, uh, micro-testing aflatoxins, right? There's toxins that's usually mm-hmm. done by microbial methods. Yeah. But we took that and the, we changed they're it They're carcinogenic. They're found in
0: peanuts. The yeah. aflatoxins are, can be very mm-hmm. dangerous. They actually uh, can cause yeah. uh, serious uh, injury and, and even uh, uh, liver cancer. And, yeah.
1: Yeah. But people are skipping those tests. and Or they're using micro-tests, which... We found out it's not as sensitive as using some of the chemistry tests like using lc SMS. So we validated, we developed and validated it by LCM SMS. Here's the problem though. Everyone loves Google, right? So you go on Google and you search CBD, you search yep. cannabis testing, yep. and you get flooded with information. You have no idea what's good info and what's mm-hmm. not. Um, it's really difficult unless you know specifically what you're looking for. It's really hard to filter through all that information so it's kind of an overload what we did was we pulled a lot of the different methods and we evaluated and assessed it apply scientific method to that and figured out what were the combinations that we could use and then we took that application or method and developed and made it into our own and validated it Um, again we applied the same principles as if it's a pharmaceutical drug to the methods because the biggest question is Sandra, how can I know that if you test my product today and you test it a month from now that I can rely on your results and I'm going to get the same type of results as long as mm-hmm. my manufacturing, my quality hasn't changed? Mm-hmm. How do I know that you're going to give me accurate results from point A to point B and even six months later or even a year later when I come back to you? Mm-hmm. That's been one of our biggest questions because people are tired of saying, "Hey, I sent my product to one lab and they're getting this result, and yeah. I sent it to another another lab and they're getting a totally different result. Like, what happened? Yes, you know, CBD is CBD, CBG is CBG. Like THC is THC. Like, what happened? Like, mm-hmm. why are we getting such so drastically different numbers? Um, and a lot of it, again, it just goes back to making sure the method is appropriate. And verify with your product. I can have a great method, but it may not be good for your product.
0: Well, this sounds um, like it's pioneering, it. it's pioneering work because you're dealing with mm-hmm. a new product. Uh, you know, it's not like you're dealing with uh, you know checking for adulterants in uh, you know whole milk, uh, the product that's been right. around since time immemorial. It's this oh, is yeah, something that, exactly. that has just hit the market. And so mm-hmm. you have to come up with uh, new, t- you, you actually s- are sort of uh, riffing here with <laughs> laboratory <laughs> methods uh, to, to better characterize the material, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Right, for consistency, because like you said, uh, well, cannabis has been around for hundreds of years. It's not like it, somebody just came up with it in a genetically modified lab. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been around, but the testing itself for it has not been around for that long. Mm-hmm. Um, compared to testing things for like milk or even um, coenzyme or multivitamins, you know. Um, it's fairly new. So and I think labs are starting to work together. I constantly get contacted with other labs. Hey, can we partner together? Can we yeah. work together? The problem with that is that the states are not aligned. So the federal level, you have different regulations. And yeah. then you come to the state level and you have to try to meet both regulations but they conflict that's when it gets difficult hmm. for labs like us because we can't cross state lines unless you're also federally approved and even if we're federally aligned perfectly if we're not with the state then it stops us from taking any samples
0: hmm.
1: and so that's that's actually a true struggle that we're dealing with right now to be honest
0: well it, it sounds like we need uh, some more. Uh, consolidation and, and standardization, mm-hmm. and we don't really want a polyglot of, uh, disparate right. regulations across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the yeah. other hand, unfortunately, when you get the federal government involved, uh, sometimes <laughs> they don't do the greatest job, and sometimes they, uh, <laughs> they, they bring to the fore kind of an anti-supplement bias. So, right. uh, right. you know, it's, it's kind of, you, you want to invite, more standardization, but you'd also mm-hmm. don't invite a whole uh, bureaucracy that that you know yeah. impedes access to products of, of quality. So it, it's right. it's a conundrum.
1: But there is a positive in all this. Um, I had mentioned earlier an organization, nonprofit organization called USP, United States Pharmacopeia, that yep. works you know hand in hand with the FDA. They are also working on releasing. Um, these general chapters or test methods for the hemp-derived products, right? So they're trying to harmonize. They're trying to provide a federally-level, federal-level, federally-recognized type of test methods to provide some harmonization. So we're working with them on that. Um, they're not alone. There's many labs who are going to be involved. There's an organization called AHPA, American Um, herbal medicine, not medicine, but yes. Herbal products association, right. Mm -hmm. Yes, HPA. And, um, there's committees that are working together tirelessly to bring some type of harmonization. So people are buying products they can trust at the end. Um, it's a long road. I'm not saying it's going to be fixed overnight. We're all working together. There's so many different labs. We're just one of many. We're like a little fish in the in the ocean. Um, but everyone is interested. Everyone's recognizing that this needs to happen. And hopefully the FDA, the, they're moving in that direction to kind of provide that govern, um, overhead because it's needed. It's necessary. And for patients who are looking towards um, pain relief meds or treatments using cbd products um, it's even more important for them
0: indeed so uh bottom line uh do you feel that the supplement industry is a big mess at this point that there's a lot of mm-hmm. uh, poor quality products out there Or you think that by and large uh you know most of the big companies the reputable companies are uh, toe on the line mm-hmm. and uh, are committed to quality You have to be I diplomatic happenap- here. I'm actually- <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: I'm glad you work at <laughs> Um, because I do work with a lot of like bigger companies yeah. that you know service the supplement industry. But I can say confidently that they're all moving and tr- moving towards having better quality. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see labels that have USP certified or so and so certified. Uh, NSF is a big organization too. You'll see that. More labels include the type of, this type of verbiage. And it's not something you can just lightly put, slap onto a label itself. Like you have to go through a, like, hoops to get to that point. It is expensive. Um, And it is expensive. And I, because I'm familiar with how they work and their quality, like I feel that the supplement industry is, is going to become more trustworthy in those companies that move in that direction. But then there's the other half where these companies see an opportunity to make Mm -hmm. Quick buck, and yeah. they will just slap some things together, put on a label that looks good, and then until they're caught, they're just going to sell.
0: Yeah, it's it's, um, it's, it's but- a tale of two <laughs> industries, actually. In a way, it's because it's you know you've got mm-hmm. the reputable manufacturers who are stayer yeah. players. Uh, you know they're not here mm-hmm. today, gone tomorrow, uh, and you know right. they're committed to quality. And then you have actually you know some opportunists. Mm-hmm. You know, like in every industry, uh, who cut corners. Mm-hmm. And, you know, save money on extensive right. and expensive testing. And, you know, yes. maybe they're less reliable.
1: Right. And FDA has this model called um, Trust, but Verify. Oh, yeah. So there are companies that have everything up front perfect. Like, they look like they have a great quality management system. Everything is all about integrity, honesty, accuracy. And then deep down, that they're, it's just empty. It's just a front. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's... It's difficult. It's really difficult, and one of the biggest things is Amazon is a huge platform for yep. selling supplements. I think everyone. And, and I they've use had some Amazon issues. Daily. They've
0: had some issues with with products that were adulterated or, or poor quality, and right. but they but do they actually exert quality control?
1: So they are definitely. Um, <laughs> what happened was they had a run-in with the FDA, and they've really stepped it up. They're forcing a lot of their companies that are selling on that platform to step up their quality, to give proof, to give evidence. Um, They have a lot of these. They're working very closely with the FDA and the CFR compliance, which is Code of Federal Regulations, um, Part 111 and 117 as a supplement industry. And they're really enforcing this. They're making sure that Companies are testing what they're supposed to test and they provide the proof and they're certifying their product. So it's definitely in the right step. The industry is definitely moving in the right step, but it's not there yet. It's going to take time and, you know, people are, need to be patient a little bit. Well, it's not but- like I'm saying that, you know, it's okay to just let it go, um, but it does take time.
0: Indeed. Well, you look know, with folks uh, like you, uh, very qualified folks out there who are very committed to quality, and safety, uh, I think that there's uh, going to be progress. Uh, and uh, is there a particular certification that people should look for because it, it varies, right? Uh, there, there's mm-hmm. the CGMP, there's the NSF, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. there's um, uh, USP. Uh, do those? Mm-hmm. Do you want to look for those on the labels of products that you're buying, or, it, it, or is, is it just window dressing?
1: It's not. It's not. It's not foolproof. Um, it's not just window dressing either, but it's a start mm-hmm. um, to get to those types of certification levels. Like you do have to pay money. You mm-hmm. do have to get audited. You have to prove a lot of things and go through a lot of things to get to that point to able to put that on your label. So it's not something that anyone can just do. That would be illegal. Yeah. Um, so I tend to look for things I love Costco and Amazon, but I tend to look for things on the label that says USP verified because not everyone can have that. You do have to actually follow through on actions to have that on your label. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a little bit more trustworthy, but again, USP is not foolproof either. Um, CGMP is definitely a good start. That means you're keeping up with the FDA and what they want you to do. Again, FDA is not perfect either. So it's kind of like a combination of different things that you want to look for. Mm -hmm. Um, But there. I don't want people to think, well, I you said A, B, and C, so they checked off A, B, and C, and I found an issue with them. Mm-hmm. Again, these are run by people. People make mistakes. Um, it's a learning process, and regulations are constantly changing. It's hard to keep up with the regulation changing. Even sometimes my head goes spinning, even with my expertise. Um, so it's good to read. There's different things that you can look up, and it's good to talk to people, like communicate.
0: Indeed, and and it's good to also you know work with uh, trusted companies that have a good reputation mm-hmm. uh, that yes. uh, are uh, have been there for a while and uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, have a have a real presence in the industry. So, well, thank you very much, mm-hmm. uh, Sandra Lee, for pulling back the curtain a little bit on this uh, process <laughs> because you know uh, from the consumer standpoint, you know you look at a shiny label and hold it up <laughs> to the light, and uh, yeah. that's about all that we have. And it's great to know that there are people out there like you who are safeguarding our, uh, nutraceutical Mm -hmm. supply and our CBD supply. Uh, and, uh, you know, ever, uh, forging ahead with new technology, uh, to, to make those distinctions. So great stuff. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. The website is, uh, njlabs.com, correct? Yes. And, um, and, and that's, uh, You know, for some of our listeners who are in the supplement uh, industry, um, you know, it it sounds like this is a place where uh, you really may want to engage uh, to uh, support your quality control. And for our Mm -hmm. listeners, it's, it's just great to know that outfits like you are out there. Good stuff.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you very much for joining us, Sandra Lee. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I want to thank you for listening to the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app, and get new episodes automatically downloaded every weekday. And please give us a rating and review. It truly helps new people discover intelligent medicine. The Intelligent Medicine Podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice, and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medicine. Medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their health care professionals for any such conditions. Finally, please visit drhoffman.com and discover everything Intelligent Medicine has to offer, including frequently updated, unbiased health news, and fully vetted product and supplement recommendations. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated, professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself.